Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. And those two are none other than myself and my man Front Row Kenny. Kenny, how you doing my brother? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I had a pretty good weekend. I hope y'all had a very safe and happy 4th weekend. Like I said last week on the podcast, just in case y'all don't know, yes, the 4th of July is for America's birthday, but because you guys know where I went to school at, I went to Tuskegee University, Mm -hmm. so it is also Tuskegee's birthday, so July 4th, 1881 was when my, my university was established, and of course, we celebrated, and of course, people posted nothing but Tuskegee pictures all across my Instagram which is dope to see. It was that's, dope to see some old pictures of myself. That's fantastic, one. It man. was crazy. That's, that's super dope. <laughs> that's super dope. I was like, Kenny. damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was like, man, I can't believe. Like, I graduated college five years ago, so it's wild to see the difference in time. But yeah, man, we here. <laughs> well, I graduated college back in 1999, so that tells you how far it's been for me. <laughs> hey, listen. I had a, I had a wonderful weekend, and I'm gonna tell you real quick. It was actually really nice and kind of mellow for the first part. I know that sounds crazy. Coming Hold on, wait a minute. You said mellow? Hell yeah. no, nah, ain't no way. Well, <laughs> unless you were looking on my Instagram, then then, then you might think different. <laughs> and if, and as most of you listeners know, and Kenny, yeah, my me saying me saying mellow and then looking at my Instagram stories is completely different. So, but yeah, for the first part, it, it, the first for, for the first couple of days, Kenny, I didn't really hardly do much but hang around and uh, at my girl's uh, place and watched '80s movies, and uh, you know, I mean, just had a really laid back kind of a, a couple of days. It was Sunday where everything started, and uh, you know, we celebrated my birthday, my late birthday. My birthday was on June 29th, so most of you people who DM'd me and wished me a happy birthday on my social media, I certainly, certainly appreciate that, and I take that to heart, and I want to thank each and every one of you who took the time to even do that. And for most of y'all that didn't know, that's no excuse. But uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, so we celebrated my birthday and uh, my buddy's birthday, whose birthday was actually on July 3rd. And we had a big dinner, and then we went out, and we watched an an EDM DJ that we both like. It was just really, really super cool, just mostly being around, just being around good friends and that I hadn't seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, know, Kenny, especially when it's a holiday, you know, uh, just being with friends is is just, you know, just, just an awesome time. You know, you get to share that you don't, friends that you don't get to see very often, and you just get to catch up and hang out and have a couple of drinks and just have a really good time. And I have to say that that overall my weekend was was really, really nice. And like I said, for the first couple of days, it was real mellow. But I was glad I was able to let loose that Sunday night because I didn't have to work on Monday, and it just made it even better. Yeah, man. It sounded like you had a ball. I mean, I'm glad uh, you were able to do that. I don't think I even mentioned it, matter of fact. Me and my girlfriend, we went to uh, – we went to the Canapolis Cannonballers game. So, in case you guys don't know, that is a single-A affiliate for the Chicago White Sox. I think both teams in this area are White Sox affiliates. The Charlotte Knights, they also had a game on the 4th of July. And oh, right on. We 
actually were there for the biggest crowd they've ever had, which is kind of cool, historically wise. And they had a great fireworks show, and it was a good time. Like is, the weather that, was a little warm. Is that considered? <laughs> is that considered triple A? The Knights are triple A, and I think the Cannonballers are single A. I okay. believe. Okay. I think that's what they are. But uh, the ballpark is beautiful. Like it's very new as well. Like if you've ever been to North Carolina or you've been down to Kannapolis, it's like literally. I, I don't think it's downtown Kannapolis. I don't think, but either way, if you guys are familiar with how Kannapolis was set up at one point in time in history with a ton of mills and a ton of workhouses and that same little that is exactly where they ended up placing that ballpark and it's really nice the food was really good great prices too drinks were good too I might add, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. I had a really good time. I haven't really done much for the fourth in the last like five years because nine times out of ten I'm working it, so yeah. I haven't had the time to do it. But yeah, it was it was great. Well, I tell you who I tell you who had a, 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 an amazing Fourth of July weekend <laughs> it was Tyler Reddick. That's for sure. Man, uh, dude, I, look, what have know, I been saying all this time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and let's just go ahead and jump into some NASCAR talk here. You know, Kenny, it was bound to happen. We've been, you know, we've been saying this throughout our entire podcast throughout, I think, not only, I think maybe it was either last 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 weekend or the weekend before that, but I, I know we've been saying that, you know, these, these younger guys that are, that, you know, that are, that are, that are trying to get their, their, their first wins, you know, of their careers, it's bound to happen this year. And, and seeing Tyler Reddick get his this past weekend, it's just, it's, it, it, it was just fantastic to watch. You know, I, I, I thoroughly, you know, I thought the race was, was, was okay. I didn't, I didn't think it was, you know, a, a hit out of the park, but uh, you know, what, what really made it awesome was seeing Tyler Reddick at the end, you know, get the checkered flag and win that race. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, I think like, obviously, drivers have their stints of trying to get to the next level and trying to get that first win. And we all know that the first win is usually one of the most difficult ones for a young driver. And I've always saw it since Tyler Reddick even had his first shot. I believe it was at Kansas a few years ago with Richard Childress. I'm like, man, this kid is going to be nice once he gets to the top. Obviously, he's a two-time Xfinity Series champion as well. But in Cup, it just seemed like that time was going to come for him. And, I mean, when you look back at a few races from earlier this season, like that third-place finish at Phoenix, he was doing really well. I thought he was going to contend for a win. He even came home in seventh at Las Vegas and came to another had another close one at Bristol. Obviously, him and Chase Briscoe got into it. Wasn't no harm, no foul in that situation. It was just right. hard racing. And, you know, it is what it is. But Darlington as well, he came home in second. Has had a couple bad days as well just hasn't really been able to string together a exactly perfect season and to be honest with you at this point in the time I don't think he was going to be able to just get into the playoffs via points it was going to have to be a win and it couldn't come more in a more opportune time when you've only got a couple weeks left in the regular season we are approaching August very quickly we've got about what seven or eight weeks to go yeah and once we get to Daytona that's going to be the very last chance you have to get into the playoffs so you know salute to Tyler Reddick and his you know his number eight Camaro he got it done in a three shot car and that is a CBD car which is insane I never ever would have thought to see anything weed related on a NASCAR <laughs> car and it actually win the race which is insane but yeah and apparently he told Richard Childress he was gonna win win the thing so man you know kudos to him and I always have thought like he was gonna get there at some point but like you said Renee it was it was gonna happen. We've been saying it. It was gonna finally happen, and it finally did. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm I'm looking at the top ten, 
and you see guys like Tyler Reddick winning his first race, and it's just this the way that the year has been going. I mean, we're looking at Ross Chastain, we're looking at Daniel Suarez, I mean, all in the top five, but then you look down right past that, and I mean, in, in six, you got Chris Buescher, a seven, and Austin Centric. I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, these things are going to happen by the end of the season, probably. I mean, obviously, Chris Buescher is not looking for his first win, but, but I mean, you know, you see guys like Austin Centric in seventh who didn't have that bad of a day, but, you know, it's, these, these guys are, it's bound to happen, and it's bound to happen sooner rather than later. But it's the older guys. You know, that need mm -hmm. to really take a step back and go, hey, listen, I need to get back on, on the ball. And I mean, they, they're going to need a win to get in, I think. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's a perfect segue into just making the point that now Tyler Reddick, his win, that marks 13 different winners so far this season. So, well, that means we've got 13 spots locked in as of, <laughs> as of Road America, which means there's only three open and it has just gotten even tougher just to even get in at this point because now it's going to force some of these guys who are on the outside looking in. Like, Kevin Harvick came home at 10th, but the problem is because Tyler Reddick won, that bumped him down, and now he's sitting at 17th right now. So now he's on the outside looking in at the playoffs. Eric Amarola, his teammate as well, is out. Eric Jones, who has had a string of good, good runs all season, just hasn't been able to completely put it together just yet, but he's 19th currently. Austin Dillon, his teammate, uh, Tyler Reddick's teammate, is in 20th, but you also look at Ryan Blaney, who is in 14th. He's currently in as of now. He's had a very consistent year, despite not winning. Martin Truex is in the same boat as well, and Christopher Bell, his teammate as well, is also sitting out on the outside looking in, or not on the outside looking in, but he's very close to being that way because Kevin Harvick is just 20 points of, of a difference between him and them, those two right now, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, it seems like at this point it's going to go down to the wire. And I don't know, but, Renee, we talked about this very early in the season. Will we have a shot at having 16 different winners for the first time? You what, do you, what do you think? Because it's looking it, like it. it. It's possible, especially, you know, considering everything that you just said, everything that I just said. I mean, you know, there there. there 13 different winners. I mean, think about that. You know, uh, you know, I, I'd have to go back and, and look at the history of, of, you know, how many different winners, you know, leading up until this season. But I mean, think, just think about there's only three different, you know, uh, other winners that could take the rest of the spots. I mean, it, and then then what? I mean, you know that's that's why. And and I and I can't remember which episode it was, Kenny, but I remember you saying kind of kind of in the earlier episodes, something to the point where you alluded to the fact that, you know, some of these guys the, the, getting on, on, on points may not be enough. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean and it's certainly it's, looking it's like crazy. it. I mean, look at this. <laughs> I mean, but I'm loving it, Kenny. No, me too. And, and, you know, that's the thing. Obviously this is the first year of the next gen car and it has proven to be, I, I'm not going to necessarily say it's strictly parody, but, I think we've just seen a different level of competitiveness from guys you've always wanted to hope for that was going to get a win. Like Daniel Suarez has gotten a win this season. Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick has picked up the win. Austin Cindric as a rookie has a win as well. Like, you know, these type of things have transpired so far and it's just been a very fun season to watch. I mean, I'm very entertained by the fact that we've had so many different ones and it just makes crunch time even, even more. I mean, when you just look at what we have left, so the next eight weeks, 
that's all you got. You have Atlanta coming up this weekend, New Hampshire, Pocono, the road course at Indianapolis, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and the close out of Daytona. So time is literally fleeting for anyone who doesn't have a win. But hey, let's just say, let's just say we end up getting three different winners between Atlanta, New Hampshire, and Pocono, right? Well, okay, so you've got 16 locked in. But in a situation, let's just say the 17th comes at Indianapolis. Well, now that 17th one, well, it's going to come down to quite a few things at that point, and it could very well mean that person might need to get another win just to get themselves into the playoffs. So, yeah, it is insane, and I think, like, this is the way that this is the way that it was intended to be designed. Like, this is how the playoffs were envisioned, and this is probably the closest I personally think in the last few years that it has gotten to that point. So, I mean, it, there's just a very good variety of tracks coming up, and I think that's going to open the door to someone else winning. Obviously, the only repeat or the only two repeats in that whole situation is going to, or three, is going to be Atlanta, Richmond, and Daytona. But yeah, it's going to be fun these next couple races, and I can't wait for it. And I still can't believe it, but man, Renee, we are just that close to the playoffs. Like, we are literally. I remember when we started talking in Daytona, but now we are we are here getting ready to say, oh, yeah, we're getting ready to load them up and go right back to Daytona. It's insane. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, we always talk about it, and, and even when Tam was, was on the podcast with us, you know, she always stressed. She goes, you know, the crazy thing is is that this season is long, but, you know, when it comes down to, you know, week by week, and then you have – the season that we're having where where you're having so many different winners you know you you don't realize but but you know the season goes by really fast and then the next thing you know you're 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 sitting there looking at you know if you're a driver trying to get in you're sitting there going hey i'm running out of time and the next thing you know that's it you're out so you know you're you're absolutely right i mean i I know there's uh, you know a a handful of, of the season left but man that that's that's going to go by like that, Kenny, and you know it. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's just going to fly right on by, and it's so crazy how those things have just shaken down that quickly. I mean, it the season gets here, obviously, in February, and then when we get to the summer, which I frankly will call the dog days of the summer because it just gets – it feels like it's forever at, at points in time, but the more I look at it, it's just like, man, well, obviously, we're already in July, and next week is – we're in the second week of July already, so – it is here and it will be gone and I'm sure the pressure is on and these teams that are on the outside looking in they have to get it right like you just have to have everything basically go your way and I mean Atlanta is in a weird way I can't believe it has come to this but it is like almost a toss-up you don't know who exactly is going to win it it feels like a Talladega Daytona race but I will say out the gate when you think about it the Chevys and the Toyotas at least in particular the 23 of Bubba Wallace man that 45 of Kurt Busch for some reason, those cars do really well at these styles of races, and they've been really good leading and also pushing. Obviously, they're ones to look after, but that doesn't mean all hell can't break loose at a place like Atlanta now and in its current super speedway-esque form. But, yeah, I mean, it was well, interesting in that regard. But, yeah, I, I tell you uh, something Road else. America was all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tell you something else that was interesting that, that transpired that I wanted to talk to you about, I wanted to kind of hit on before we move on a little bit. Was uh, when you brought up Bubba Wallace, it reminded me of of the whole thing that happened between him and his crew chief. 
and mm-hmm. uh, what happened on the radio. Now, me and you, you know, pretty much said that, you know, we thought it was really wasn't going to be much of anything. You know, we know their relationship and we know that they both want to win. Heat of the moment, totally get it. It's not personal. It's just two guys, you know, you know, who, who, who want to win. And that, and then that's the, that's the end of it. But it seemed like, it seemed like there was a little stir up about it. You know, I don't know if maybe, you know, some people just trying to make something out of nothing just to try to have a headline or I don't know what, but I know they asked Denny Hamlin about it and, you know, he had, he had a few comments. Do you, did, did, did you, did you come across that story at all? Yeah, so obviously we all know the woes on the pit road for the twenty three have been just yeah. awful. I mean, it has been it has been a rough year, and I think it has killed oh, yeah. so many chances for them to do well. Like the one that sticks out to me always is going to be the Coke six hundred. That I felt like that twenty three and the forty five. They both were really really strong in practice and in qualifying. They they looked like they were dialed in like that setup was dialed in but obviously a pit crew mistake did lead to that car not even finishing the race even though it was damaged but it could have continued so you know there's been other things that have obviously happened from loose wheels to very slow stops but yeah they're gonna make a change and jgr is gonna move the tire changer houston stamper and tire carrier joe crossing from christopher bell's team to the uh, 23 so it's not necessarily a gigantic like they're taking out the entire crew and putting some putting a full new crew in the middle of a season that's not going to happen i think the only time you're going to ever see like a major crew swap is going to be during the playoffs if one car might be out they might switch it out for the sake of having the more competitive car oh this um, uh, yeah you're you're talking about you're talking about the joe gibbs pick crew change right Right, so yeah. you know, like they they wouldn't have like a whole. I don't think they'll ever ever do a wholesale change like that in the middle of a season. Not like the way people may think it's going to turn down. Yeah, I saw people talk about it, and I think some people kind of just jumped at the headline, which is a very popular thing to do these days, anyway. But they didn't really read between the fact that it's not like a full like a full overhaul. Like it's not like that. If you my folks that have ever played NASCAR Thunder on PlayStation. You know, at the end of the season, you could have just got rid of everybody, or even even during the season, get rid of everybody. You can fight, you can hire everybody. Life don't really work that way in that regard. At least I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if that makes a difference. Obviously, that's what they want. Some people were kind of like questioning it because Christopher Bell is currently eighth, and he would I think currently if you don't do the playoffs, I think he's eighth in points. So. He's doing well consistently. He's been very consistent for sure, but he is currently on the outside looking in for the playoffs right now. But either way, with that being said, I guess we'll see at Atlanta if that makes a difference for for 23XI and I guess as well going forward because if they don't make any of the changes and everything goes well, assuming that'll just stay put. But again, it's still technically all in-house when you think about it with JGR and 23XI and that relationship. But yeah, I I mean... It's, it's about damn time, I guess you could say. You might as well say it like LeBron. It, it has been about damn time that it's yeah, happened. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> it just, it's just been like it's been painful to watch that happen because, like I said before, you'll see the good runs, but they're just killed by just a small thing, and that's a real thing. A pit crew can make a mistake, and that could definitely ultimately kill your day. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It is, it's about that time. <laughs> well, you know, on a, on, a, on a positive kind of a note here, and just to switch gears just a little bit, I know I know NASCAR is getting closer to announcing a new street race in Chicago. Obviously, that, you know, that would start next year. So the, the, the thing is that we have to think about is, uh, it, it, but they also appear to be, you know, maybe open a dropping of road course. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I mean, Road America doesn't, you know, 
necessarily have a have a deal yet in 2023. So I mean, are we going to see Road Road America again? I, you know what? I mean, you know, I don't know, Kenny. Yeah, I saw Stern's report about that and that whole deal of whether whether or not that's going to even happen. Apparently, like you said, there is a close deal for that to happen for for the street course. Which obviously, if you guys remember, we talked about it last week. You've seen the, you've seen the road course on you've seen the road course on iRacing when obviously when the pandemic you know, the pandemic was very fresh. They did everything in iRacing and they did some cool stuff. And the Chicago street course is one that's been rumored for quite some time and. Obviously, there was nothing outside of this weekend that mentioned that Road America was going to return so far. I don't think I saw anything in regards to fans being able to renew tickets for next year. I haven't seen anything just yet, but apparently Chicago, the street course, would be the replacement. There is no exact confirmation to that, but I'll be honest with you. I would really hate for that to happen because here's the thing. Road America was a track a lot of fans were really hungry for, and I think that market was kind of starving for something of that nature. And Road America obviously hosts a, a gang of different racing series from Trans Am, IndyCar, at one point, and all, all these good things. But I've always liked it as a stock, uh, you know, for stock cars to make an attempt there. And I'm glad when they had made the announcement two years ago when it was going to happen, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a banger. And I think the race on Sunday was, you know, it was okay. It was, you know, it was fine. But, you know, again, Every single race isn't going to necessarily be a a barn burner. It doesn't necessarily have to be the best thing, an ESPN classic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Sometimes it's a it, look. Sometimes it's a damn dud. Like I've watched, like I watch baseball. Me, you, and me both watch baseball. Yeah, I can guarantee you, out of the hundred plus games that we might may occur to watch during the year, I guarantee you, there's probably like maybe ten or fifteen Matt. I'm maybe that's stretching it, but. That we might be like, damn, you remember that game in July? You remember that game in September or whatever <laughs> month it is? Like, we might get that, but there could be some games where it's like one to nothing or it's like a pitcher's duel and can't nobody hit a damn thing. And we'll have those games, right? But I don't hate, but you know, it doesn't make me be like, oh man, I can't watch baseball because it was a dud. Same thing with any other sport. Yeah, you know, I think that's kind of like where that is. I really do hope Road America makes it back because I feel like that's just a, a really good track. The fans actually show up for that facility really really well yeah you're right um, I, I just think it needs to stay put i don't think it needs to go anywhere but i guess we'll see yeah, i mean i guess so the schedule we'll, comes out sometime in the summer so i guess we'll find out later yeah. later down the road well we definitely have some time before we figure that out you're right i don't know uh, if uh, there's anything else you wanted to touch on but if not we can i think we can go straight into uh, some atlanta predictions man hotlanta because it's hot here <laughs> in charlotte but i'm sure it's even hotter in hotlanta <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. Kenny, who you got? It's time for race predictions. All right, we're going back to Atlanta again. This is the second time, and obviously it's going to be the second time in this current configuration. If y'all have not been keeping up and you've been living under a rock, Atlanta Motor Speedway has been converted to a super speedway or a intermediate that races like a super speedway, however you want to call it. But I am actually going to go with Alex Bowman, to get the win, and my alternative pick for a win will actually be Kurt Busch to get his second win of the season. He won at Kansas earlier this season. They have the 23XI cars have looked sharp at all the super speedway races, and Kurt Busch has done well before there, and I think he'll do it again. So those are my two picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, Mr. Garcia? Well, I'm gonna go with a Chevy myself, but I am going with Chase 
Elliott. I'm going to go and see Chase Elliott. Looking for him to win the checkered flag in Atlanta, or Hotlanta, I should say. And you know what? My alternative pick, believe it or not, I'm going to go with Ryan Bellaney. I'm kind of going to go outside the box a little mm, bit. Okay. I don't know if that's really outside the box. But for some reason, I can see Ryan Blaney pulling this out. But uh, Chase Elliott is my main pick. And my alternative pick is going to be Ryan Blaney. Those are our picks. What say you, fans of Alterns No Breaks, if you want to let us know who you think is going to win, you have an alternative pick that you'd like to share with us, please hit us up on our uh, social media and it's at turns no breaks across the board. That's right. Social media across the board at turns no breaks. Hit us up and let us know. If you know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as me and Kenny do, please turn them on to our podcast. I'm sure that they'll love it because like we've always said, like Tam has always used to say, is that this podcast is for fans by fans. And for Kenny and myself, it's going to be hot, and it's definitely going to be hot, Lana. We will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Man, look, if y'all don't listen to me this time, if y'all going to Atlanta, for the love of God, stay hydrated. Drink your water. Deer Park, Dasani, whatever you drink, please drink your water. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 